Ahlan Beautifuls, welcome to Lyrical Spit. I'm all about positivity and freedom of speech. Ask Facebook, because I am a two-time Facebook jail offender, and I'm proud of it, because no one will keep me from my freedoms. Now, as most of you know, due to my injury, I've been on the sidelines from the wrestling ring, and it's been driving me crazy. And the only thing that's been keeping this lunatic calm is by me giving you my daily spit. So before I go... Captain Caveman! On you, here is... Your Daily Spit. To reach a great height, a person needs to have great depth. Now, tomorrow is Lyrical Spit Blast from the Past, Love Lock with myself and AEW superstar, Thunder Rosa. And yes, these episodes do get juicy. All right, this was a fun interview with Dan the Bionic Man Magnus, and even Roxy chimed in. And you know what? Even Nurse Ratchet. (laughs) We even sang to our beloved Sonny, Patricia Summerlin. Her birthday was actually yesterday. And we taped this Thursday, but it was fun. I will be right back with my guests right after this brief commercial break. Hello, everyone. It is my honor and privilege to welcome back to Lyrical Spit, Dan, the Bionic Man, Magnus. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. Hopefully, when this drops on Saturday, which today would be Saturday, I'll be out of Facebook jail. I guess Facebook didn't like my opinion. So, anyway, you, like- you know how that goes. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so how's how you been doing this since the last time I talked to you? I mean, I know you just got your... Uh, heart transplant and i know you were gearing up to you know to fight uh what's dan the man been uh doing since i last talked to you back in shape you know it's been seven months since the uh heart transplant and i've gained like 30 pounds of muscle so it's like the doctors can't believe that i've gotten myself back into shape so fast after having a heart transplant and then you know we go tracy or roxy and me will go there and and you know, get the checkup and we see people that had heart transplants maybe before me and after me. And I swear to God, they look like they're dying. <laughs> and they look at me like, did you get one? I went, yeah. And they're like, okay, how'd you get back into shape? Because I didn't give up on myself. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's all a frame of mind. It's not really, you know, you get a new heart, but most people's mental state stays the same. You know, oh, I was sick. Oh, you know, I couldn't do this and do that, and now I have a new heart, but I don't want to do anything bad to it. It gives me a new lease on things so I can do what I used to do before. So, so you know, what, is, what does your typical training day consist of? Well, it's not been real uh, strong like I'm training for a fight. I mean, I lift weights, I get on the treadmill and that, do a lot of cardio, but I've been also doing a lot of weights just to get my strength back and to get my uh, muscle back. 
I've been hitting a bag. The only thing I haven't been doing yet, which I will probably start in a couple of weeks, is sparring. I haven't started that yet. I wanted to get myself in really good shape before I would actually have punches and kicks thrown at me and me throw it at them. I don't mind throwing at them, but throwing back at me, I got to make sure that I'm in shape for that. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, since you're the bionic man and I mean, you make made a miraculous comeback, you know, with your, your heart transplant, you know, so maybe you could give me some pointers. So September 16th of 2020, I injured my, you know, ankle and tore the tendon in it. And it's been like a year and a couple months. Uh, it was a year, you know, September 16th, 2021. Was it now it's, you know, what, second week of November. And uh, I, you know, went to the nerve doctor and my, my tendon's healthy. The problem is I'm having, it's, I'm, I'm having nerve problem. And they had, they had pre- prescribed me gabapentin and I, but I had a l- lesser my dosage because they were giving me uh, 900 milligrams three times a day, but then my joints start aching. So then yeah, I, I was on, uh-huh. stuff is terrible. Yeah. That stuff is terrible. Yeah. So then, well, check this out. So I went down to 600 three times a day. And then I didn't notice. I noticed my gums were kind of sore. So I went in, I went into um, the dentist and they're like, uh, is, have you changed anything? I said, no. And they go, well, your gums, they're bleeding. You don't have gingivitis or nothing like that. I said, yeah, they've been real tender. And we were trying to figure out what we did. And I said, well, I'm on Gabapit. And she goes, I bet you that's it. So that neck that night I stopped taking it. My gums were absolutely almost perfect the next day. So from the beginning of October until, you know, just a couple days ago, I was on nothing. So I've been dealing with the pain and they gave me one of those uh those what's he called? Tens units that put electric shock on my, my ankle. Oh yeah. When I went to see my nerve doctor, he told me Long story shorter, he said there's pretty much nothing else they could do. They said they're going to give me a nerve test or whatever next week. But mm-hmm. he pretty much told me, which kind of upset me, he goes, you're either going to have to learn to live through the pain or take uh, – he prescribed me uh, another drug. I, have, I haven't got it yet, but um, or, or maybe suffer the side effects. So either – learn to deal with the pain or suffer from side effects from the pills. And I don't like those options. So yeah, well, you know, I've lived with those options for a long, long time. You just go with it and just, whatever they say, they're always being, you know, the most careful people in the world because they don't want to get themselves in trouble. Right. I'd right. say what you need to do basically with your ankle is to stretch it out. Uh-huh. The more flexible you make it, the less it'll hurt. I know because for some reason, I mean, when I had my heart transplant, I was stretching in the hotel, in the hotel room, in the uh, hospital room. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Freaked the nurses out. What are you doing? I'm stretching so I don't get stiff. And I, where everybody else just lays in the bed and feels sorry for themselves. I had a, here I am, three days after a heart transplant. I have a stationary bike in my in my room, <laughs> wait, wait, and I'm stretching on the floor. I mean, you know, it was crazy. Wow. But, you you just, uh, you got to deal with it and you just deal with it by, you know, 
figuring out, okay, this is what I have. Uh-huh. This is what I'm and now I'm gonna stretch it out. You know, I've been you doing know. I've been doing that and going to physical therapy, but it just seems like it's been frustrating because it's been almost a year and I've been like I've been going to the gym and doing what I can with my legs. I've been trying to, you know, do calves and all that and but I still to this day I can't go on my bad foot and you know, go on tippetoes on it yet. And it's frustrating. So, you know, is what it is. You can learn to compensate through it. I mean, I've had enough injuries, you know, besides all these heart surgeries. I've been shot, I've been stabbed. Mm-hmm. Just, you just deal with it, you know, and I just don't let it bother me, you know. Gotcha. you got to, you know, work around the injury where, okay, you do certain exercise and it hurts. Uh-huh. They do it a little differently, you know. Gotcha. I mean, they told they told me, oh, you know, you've had your chest opened up like four times. Uh-huh. He goes, it's really hard for you to do a chest workout or bench press. I'm bench pressing like 150. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, how do you do this? I'm like, because one, I never was out of shape. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I live an athlete's lifestyle. So, you know, I was the reason why most people who have a heart transplant or something is because they uh, had vices that, that couldn't stop. They smoked, they drank, they didn't exercise, you know, and their hearts got bad. Mine was bad because of an injury. Right. I didn't have, I didn't have a bad heart. I had a bad heart because it was injured and ripped. Well, it's from a car wreck, correct? Car wreck. Yeah, and that was like, oh, 83. Uh-huh. So I, I had it. No, I had the accident in 82. 83, they found out. I had the rip in my heart and uh, did the surgery and repair, put, uh, stitched my aortic valve back to my heart. And then in 84, I won the title back. Wow. And then and 10 years later, it ripped again. They couldn't fix it. So they had to take out my aortic valve and put a metal one in. And then I won the title back a year and a half later after that. Then what was it? Two years ago or a year and a half ago? Uh, I had a, what, you know, heart, congestive heart failure. I was working at a nightclub. I was managing a nightclub and I passed out and they said I had a heart attack and, uh, basically they put a pacemaker and a defibrillator on me, but that didn't last real long. And then, uh, seven months ago they said, we're going to give you a new heart. Wow. So <clears throat> we're only being seven. People can't realize that I've only had this heart for seven months. You know, people think, oh, my God, you know, when did you have this? A couple of years ago? No, about seven months ago. <laughs> yeah, because I remember we had you, I had you on the podcast a few days after you got home after your heart transplant. Yeah. And, but I'm, you know, when I when I came home, and I think I talked to you last, I was 139 pounds. Wow. I'm one step. I'm about 170 now. Wow. You know, so basically, you know, it's all mental attitude. You know, it's, it's not so, you know, it's physical, you know, you got to have it, but you got to have that mental attitude that you're not going to let anything stop you, you know, and you compensate. That's all it is, is compensate. I can do things now, though. I didn't realize how bad I was before the heart transplant. I just ignored it. So I was <laughs> wow. doing things that normal people couldn't do, and they didn't know how I did it. They said, you should have dropped dead. He goes, the only, your heart was working like at a quarter of what it should have been. How you just, how you lasted this long? I mean, they said that when they took my heart out, it was a mess. 
they went, oh my God, this thing's a mess. You know, so when they gave me the new heart, and then uh, I felt good. I think to see the difference now in how I feel and how I look, I don't have the bags, the dark circles under my eyes. Uh, you know, I don't get winded as much, but I ignored all those symptoms before. I mean, till recently, I used to say, I, you know what, I really don't feel a difference from when I didn't have the heart transplant to when I did, but I see it now. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Like I said, you know, I throws you lemons, so you make lemonade. You know, I notice, I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know, I notice it seems like cancer runs rapid in the United States. And I, I don't, to me, I don't, I don't see it. Like I have, you know, family members in the Middle East, and, and I know a lot of people, you know, from Asia and all over the place. And it seems like, you know, there's a lot of cancer here. I don't know if it's because I notice it because I live here, but do you think it has to do with a lot of the food out there and all the additives and preservative preservatives in the yeah. food? I remember some in the United States, we have excess, such excess of stuff. You know, we can eat what we want. We can eat a different variety. You know, go to Japan, people are all eating the same food. You go to France, people are all eating the same food. You know, because remember, France, Germany, England, uh -huh. China, and they're all one culture system. Right. So, uh, you go to Japan, you got to act Japanese. You go to Germany, you got to act German. You go to France, you got to act French. In the United States, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can dress one, you can eat anything you want. You know, you can't go to Saudi Arabia and dress like a typical American. You have to go to what their culture is. The Japanese, you got to follow their culture because they're a one-system culture. Well, we're we're not. We Americans don't have a culture. We we're melting whatever pot. culture and freedom because we we preach freedom that you can be any culture you want. You can live here. Although we're finding out now, it's not really. It was almost like a lie. You know, we really can't do what we want to do. I was just going to say that. How about right now? It seems kind of sketchy. Seems like our freedoms is, you know, kind of getting taken from under our eyes, little by little. You know, mandate by mandate. Well, here's the. You know, I worked for the government in the early, all through the eighties. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. All through the eighties and all that. It hasn't changed from today. The only difference is we know about it now because of the internet, you know, and social media. I mean, we the government did things that in the eighties that Americans never even knew about. Now, if a dog takes a crap in Afghanistan, it's on the evening news. <laughs> yeah, but do you feel though? I I I, I agree with you. On that point, but do you you think now though a lot of these these cricket politicians just don't care, and it seems like it's more blatant in our face? No, I really. It's not that they don't care; they're too stupid. Uh -huh. They're old. Most of the politicians, like the senators, look at Biden. Right. I, the guy, I don't even think he knows who he is. No, I, I personally think someone's pulling his strings right now. The problem is. They used to get away with so much stuff, and now they're old. They don't understand social media. Maybe the people that are around them understand. But remember, no matter who's pulling Biden's strings, it's still Biden's mouth that's talking. Right. And he has some brainwaves in there. So 
So even though they tell him, do this, do that, do this, do that, he's going to do what he wants. Right. That's why he screws up so much. He doesn't listen. Well, I personally, I think there's something, I, I think, I'm not no medical person, but I kind of think he's like beginning stage of dementia or something. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing too is we, Trump changed the world in politicians. Not that he was such a great politician, but he treated the country like it was a business. Exactly. And he, he ran the country like it was a business. And these politicians, you know, the American started, people started to like it. And it scared the politicians. They all went, oh, my God, he's ruining what we've made all these years. Bingo. Because, it, you know, they weren't looking out for us. They were looking out for themselves. And you all know, that stuff looked, got exposed. Yeah, they always looked out for themselves. Yeah. But now, sudden, they got caught. And to this day, they don't realize we can, you know, people have cameras. People have phones and they can be. You know, I'm amazed that all these politicians get caught doing so. Are they that stupid? They don't know that everybody can see them now? No, because they still think it's 1975 to 1990. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, Especially with all the senators up there. Gosh, how long they've been in, you know, have their seat. And they're like 80s and 90s. Yeah, and they never, you know, they never, they never did a on that. You know, so... It's just, you know, it's, it hasn't changed. You know, I worked for the government. It just hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. It's just know about it now. People are finally, after all this time, because of the internet and everything, people now know what politicians really do. Well, you know what I think really got exposed, though, is the mainstream media. I mean, unless you're blind, I mean, it's all propaganda. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, but you know, there's a lot of people out there. They're not smart and they believe everything they see on TV, everything. And that's you know what, what I don't I think it's so much. They're not smart. They're just blissfully ignorant. Okay. Yep. That's the better word. They, they don't want to hear it. They know it's bad. They just want, they tend to ignore it because they don't want to be bothered with it. And try to live their life as it is. And I'm going to be blissfully what they're going to do because there's nothing I can do about it, you know. But I personally, I think uh, eventually it's going to start another revolutionary war. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it, like it, it's starting to look like that. I mean, you know, I, the thing that scares me is uh, all these mandates. You know, first it went from the mask, you know, and you know, do this for so many days so we get under control. And then from the mass, it went to the vaccine mandate, you know. And to me, if you want to get the jab, go ahead. But I think it should be your choice, you know. And and what really mind boggles me is, you know, at first they say, you know, you get the jab, you know, I'll protect you from the coronavirus. And now that if you get it, you know, you could still get it and pass it on. <laughs> But they still want to mandate it, and that is so frustrating because, you know, I, I think that's what's separating the people the most. Are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? And that that's really scary to me. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, Roxy and me and her kids, we went to uh, a restaurant in uh, Santa Monica to, to celebrate one of her daughter's birthdays. 
Uh-huh. And as we were walking in, uh, the security uh, guard there, you know, the uh, bouncer guy there, uh, was asking their, uh, you know, show me your vaccination card. Uh-huh. So showing it, and I came from parking the car, because I was the last one, and they were waiting for me, and I just walked straight in. The guy didn't even say anything. And Tracy goes, where to show this guy? Right. Vaccination card. Why did they ask you? I think because that'll look like bother me and I'll kill you. Yep. Yep. You know, oh, and uh-huh. here's the other thing. This guy, you know, I said to him after, so you checked the vaccination cards? He goes, yeah. I said, would you know a real one from a fake one if it smacked you in the face? He goes, no. All right. It has no picture. I could make this up at home. He goes, hey, look, I just see that they have a piece of paper in their hand. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Now, I got a piece of paper. Uh-huh. They don't look at it. They look to see, oh, he has a piece of paper in his hand. You think they're really going to read it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. It, well, yeah, well. Oh, yeah. I feel ahead. their test see how much we'll pay. Exactly. Well, with these mass mandates, so I won't say the gym I go to. So I, I, I go to the gym every morning, and and I was like, screw this. For, at first... They were like, you got to wear your mask and go from, you know, machine to machine. And I was like, look, I said, I'm not going to do that. I said, and, and, uh, anyway, so it got to the point where I just start walking in me and my workout partner without a mask. They didn't say a word. And then the next morning I went and the reception was laughing. She goes, I don't want to wear my mask either. And I said, really? I see. And they said, yeah, our owners ain't going to, um, enforce it because they almost went out of business the first time so yeah. i went around the whole gym and start taking down the mass sides and i threw it in the garbage and they were happy about it they were laughing and and yeah i mean nobody but, wears a mask yeah so every i try to tell my son i was like hey you know it's your choice if you want to wear it and I, so when he's with me i won't wear it anywhere so I I went to my I was going to go to my favorite restaurant and I'll say their name Montezuma's, and the lady looked at me and was kind of rude. She was, "Where's your mask?" And I just I was real nice. I said, "Really?" I said, "You're gonna, I'm going to sit down five feet away, and I have to wear a mask coming in." And she was, "Yes, yeah, to, yeah." Well, coronavirus is a doormat. Right, right. So then I it just only said, stays, I, only stays at the door. Yep, and I just said, "Okay, thank you," and I walked out. And I went two blocks away to Azteca, and they let me in. And I, I, I'm in this group called Freedom for Washington, and I posted in there. I swear, a hundred comments said they went to the same restaurant, and they were rude, and they left, and they went to another one. So that's the only place any business that said anything to me. Uh, so I won't shop anymore if they, they. Could, I don't know. Could be got fined, and that just got scared. Who knows? Yeah, you know, yeah. They'll make an they'll make an example out of one restaurant, and then the fear factor goes out. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. Self defense. You know, when crime goes up, people get scared. You know, crime's always been the same. Except, like, we think, oh, there's a big crime thing going on now. Uh, it's, it's like that, but they did now. They're 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 showcasing it and reporting it now more. You know, yeah. oh. Got shot in Chicago. 
so before this pandemic, 500 people got shot in Chicago, but nobody gave a shit. Yep. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, the Daily Mail, you know, and it was all over in the news here. Seattle, Washington is worldwide known now. I mean, we're just as bad as Chicago. They have to hire for the state and city workers, you know, like at their, their, you know, municipal building. Now they have to hire security guards to walk them to the ferries and to their public transportation. That's how bad the violent in Seattle is right now because of their I like, whole... Like, uh, Politicians say let's defund the police and all that, but they got a six-man security team that carries yeah. machine guns. So, I, I would love your thoughts. So, the the courts had blocked the 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 man the vaccine mandate for you know companies hundred empl- hundred or more employers, right? They they said it's unconstitutional. Huh. That being said, do you think that's going to stay blocked, or are they? going to end up letting it slip through like everything else. They're going to let it slip through because uh, basically this, what they're doing is what every politician does. They push to see that we've been until somebody can't get pushed anymore. Right. It's like, you know, I see people that take so much abuse from people, but after a while, one day that person's not going to take that abuse anymore. And then all of a sudden, the guy who's taking abuse, let's say, for six months and finally said, I had enough, and then goes, you know, and defends himself and goes great on it, all of a sudden, he's a bad guy. You know, because yeah. he, and you know why? Because he waited too long. If yeah. he'd have done it the first time, it wouldn't have made the news, and that guy who did the, all the picking would have never, if we would have just said, we ain't standing for this, that's it. Game over. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, uh, but you know, they use scare tactics. I mean, I the other day, what was it? Four days ago, we went to uh, Roxy and me went to check, you know, get my heart checked at UCLA. Uh huh. We walked. You know, when we first did it, when I was first there, they had people checking heart, uh, you know, the uh, temperatures, and you had to wear a mask and and stuff like that. We walked in four days ago. There was no. Uh, person checking anything nobody was wearing a mask and this is ucla wow how the hospital doesn't care and all the doctors don't care uh something like you one of my doctors said you know it's a bad flu it's it's real but it's the flu and more people die from the regular flu too but they don't go crazy you know it was well it was a way to and now all be every year you're going to need a shot just like every year you need a flu shot yeah yeah this is i'll tell you they gave me the i was in the hospital when they gave me the first shot uh-huh. and then before the second shot then they gave me a flu shot i never took a flu shot in my life right and i go i don't really care and they went ah oh, dan you, you know we're giving you the shot you're in the hospital so nothing bad's gonna happen and it was like the only reason i felt safe with taking the coronavirus shot was that i was already in the hospital right right know and uh now they're talking about people getting sick and people having heart problems because of it because they rushed it you know because it was a money thing well you know like my aunt she i to this day i i know me and my dad and my uncle know my aunt died because of the shot she well she was like one of the first to get the shot and uh 
come to find out, I forgot which shot she took. It came out that you shouldn't take the shot if you had diabetes and she had diabetes. And, yeah. and, and, um, yeah. And, and what's fun, what, what's funny, matter of fact, I went shopping today and the lady out of the blue came up to me cause I wasn't wearing my mask. She goes, are you vaccinated? And I looked at her and I said, excuse me. I said, and I said, uh, excuse me. She goes, are you vaccinated? I said, well, what's your sexual orientation? She said, excuse me. And I said, you asking me my, uh, if I'm vaccinated or not is just as me saying, what's your sexual orientation? I said, I said, you must be vaccinated. She goes, yeah. And I said, well then, okay, great. And then I guess you are protected, right? And she just looked at me and she walked off. Yeah. I mean, everybody think, you know, now the whole thing about it, it's just, again, it's like self-defense before it was to protect us. Now it's to protect others. Well, what really you know. bugs me, okay, Aaron Rodgers. Now they're trying to make him out to be a bad guy, right? Because he didn't, he got coronavirus. He's not sick. I mean, you know, he didn't have any symptoms. But it came out yesterday. Someone on the Minnesota Vikings had the shot, but he got coronavirus and he got real sick and rushed to the hospital. And right then and there, oh. I said, okay, even if Aaron Rodgers would have got the shot. He would have still got coronavirus. I, I'm just mind boggled. Yeah, again, it's become so political. It's ridiculous. You know, it's just the same thing. Like when I teach people, so you know, not so much defending yourself as defending yourself others. Yeah. You know, everybody that has. It's just like the uh, the thing with that. What's his name? Rittenhouse, a 17 year old kid who yes. shot three. Okay, first off. That kid had a hero complex. You know, he wanted to be a tough guy. You know, he went down there to clean. No, he went down there to show that he's tough. He didn't go down there to shoot anybody. Right. But he wanted to shoot. Oh, so he had the AR-15, which by law you can carry outside because it's not a concealed weapon. You know, but he got attacked. And then the stupid people in the, in the news go, oh, well, you know, he said he was attacked by someone with a skateboard. A skateboard isn't a weapon. For, uh, good, let me hit you in the head with it. Well, not Where, only that, I, a, a convicted child molester grabbed his gun. Yeah. And he shot hey, him. Yeah. And then... The funny one. What's that? The funny thing is, the guy that he shot almost his arm off was on the trial, Yes, was in the yes. court yes, as the prosecuted star witness, and he said, no, I pulled the gun on him first. Exactly. <laughs> Like an idiot. I mean, I, I, and I think that's another reason I got kicked off Facebook because I said, I thank you, you know, to him, the kid. And I said, uh, I stand behind him. And, uh, yeah, but you know what really bugs me? I know we're going all over the place here. LeBron yeah, James, a- LeBron James mocked that kid for, I felt bad for that kid when he was sobbing on the, on the, you know, stand. I could, I felt his, you know, him and LeBron James laughed and mocked him. Yeah, well, he didn't cry. He had a panic attack. Well, that's what I'm, well, yeah, he had a panic attack. But still, you know, and he said he was faking. I don't know. I That was not fake. Exactly. And I could I go mean, on another rant about LeBron James, but that's another story. Yeah, uh, well, no. It's just the way the world is, you know. Yeah. I just. No matter what you do. I just. You know. 
going against him. Yeah, and and you know, and they said he's racist. And they say, but he shot three white guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think? Do you think, in your opinion, is it going to get worse before it gets better? Yeah. That's what I'm well, afraid of. Get worse before it gets better. What's going to happen? Just like in any like self defense situation or anything, you know, uh, you're picked on by a bully. Uh huh. You know. And we're taking it and taking it. And then one day you just say, I'm not going to take this anymore. I mean, the way I learned to fight when I was a kid, you know, uh, I lived in Brooklyn, New York, which, (laughs) you know, was a tough ass neighborhood. You live in all these Italian Americans. We had a lot of, you know, tough guys that would just do things. And I learned to run away when I was 10. Uh You know, if someone, me up, I ran away. Couldn't catch me. And I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. You know, you wanted to beat me up or, or harass me, I ran away. Well, one day, this kid went to pick on me and I ran away and I ran home and my father happened to be home. Now, my father's a Sicilian. And he was like, what are you doing? I said, well, this kid's been picking on me, so I just ran away so he wouldn't hit me or hurt me. And my dad went, well, one day you're not going to be able to run away. So you're going to go downstairs and confront this kid. Now, this guy was 10. Uh-huh. This kid was, you know, and I went to my father, you know, I didn't say exactly what I was saying now, but I said, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> but my dad said, if you don't go down and take care of this, uh, yeah, you might get beat up, but if you don't do it, I'm definitely going to beat you. You have a chance with him. You have no chance with me. Thanks, dad. Not really the keys to the car, but, you know. So I went down there. I was scared out of my mind because this kid was 14 and I was 10. And I, I was so scared I couldn't even talk. Uh-huh. So I walked up and the kid went, oh, you're not going to run anymore? I didn't say a word. He goes, well, let's start a fight. Because back in the 70s, it would be like no one wanted to get in trouble. So you push, I push him, he pushes me till someone strikes. So he said, you go first. So I punched him. <laughs> and then, I didn't know any martial arts or anything. So when I punched him, uh, this, this punch couldn't uh, broke a potato. Uh-huh. You know, but uh, it scared the crap out of this guy. And he cried and he ran away. And I went to my, I was looking at my fist and I just went, my God. Then I went punch crazy. One person even looked at me wrong. I punched him in the face. Wow. So one time, one kid, uh, I thought he was picking on some girl and, uh, I went up because I was the one that, you know, just, and this kid knew who I was. So he knew karate. He was a brown belt. He beat the living crap out of me. I got to learn what this guy was. And back in the 70s, nobody really knew what martial arts were. You know, it was just starting with the Kung Fu movie, right. but not yet. So no one knew what it really was. So basically, you know, that's how it went. Hold on one second, please. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so uh, basically, you know, I started taking martial arts and I just learned how to fight better. Yeah. Nice. So the whole thing of of self-defense is, you know, hit first, ask questions later, and then straighten it out. That's what this kid did. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't didn't go there looking to shoot people, but he wasn't going to take any crap either. (laughs) You know, right now the only thing, the only bad thing about it is because he was only seventeen. Uh, you know, 
basically he shouldn't have went down there. You know, uh, I believe the kid, and he did defend himself in self-defense, but I do believe also he was kind of hoping something would happen, that he would intimidate somebody. Oh, okay. That's just just human nature. He he didn't go there to shoot anybody. He went there to show, look, I'm going to help clean this stuff, but don't mess with me because I have, I'll, I'll defend myself. But, well, trouble was, he really did have to defend himself. Yep. And, and the guys, the three guys that got shot deserved it. Yep. Well, you know, I heard yeah. he was over there helping clean graffiti and, and you know. Yeah, what it was, because he was young looking, these three guys, you know what they did? Typical bullies said, oh, he has, doesn't have the guts yep. to shoot us. Yep. He's just doing it for show. We're going to scare him. Like when the guy pulled out the gun, I'm going to scare you. He went, really? Bam. <laughs> we the guy's arm off. Well, I, I was like, damn. It, it was, but the other guys, uh-huh. they did typical bully thing. He was trying to defend himself or he was trying to look like, don't leave me alone. Don't bother me. Yep. You know, trying to do good things. And these guys picked on him thinking, oh, he thinks he's a tough guy because he has a weapon. He has a uh, gun, but he won't use it. You know, and then the media just went crazy over it. It's oh, yeah. so stupid. It, it kind of anyway, so- upset me today because I was watching, like, like you know, Good Morning America or something like that. And when they showed that kid, they still kind of tried to paint him in a bad light, you know? And it really ticked me off. I was like, come on. Oh, uh, he's a white supremacist. Right. He shot white. <laughs> well, so, what kind of white supremacist shoots his own kind? Well, yeah, you know, and I when when I when I got put in Facebook jail for posting, uh, oh, I posted, um, uh, you know, save your, you know, you'll have to to save your, you know, businesses and livelihood from rioters. Shoot them, you know, and mm-hmm. and then someone had commented yes, and they'll think you know twice. And reason I put that because after that whole George Floyd situation, I got a lot of family members in Oakland, California, and in Buffalo, New York. They have you know uh, grocery stores and liquor stores, and 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 they didn't once they were like we're protecting our businesses. They they were in front of their stores with uh you know AKs and stuff. They didn't play. Yeah. And I even posted it. And and then uh, one of my cousins, one of the guys, broke through the their door and start trying to steal cigarettes. He came down with a, uh, a shotgun and he fired, you know, and they didn't play. So that's why I posted that. But yeah, but it's, what they're trying, you know, there's the right, there's the left, there's the, you know, middle, who knows, but everybody's got an opinion, but you know what they say about opinions. Everybody's got one. just like, everybody's got an asshole. Yeah. And they all think. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep, but, and, and 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 you're censored if you don't go with the agenda. Yeah, but it depends on what agenda you're watching. Exactly, exactly. Wow, wow. So, I, you know, last we talked, you're saying that, uh, you know, you're you that you were gonna, you know, train and 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 spar, and uh, and you were gonna uh, spar with um, uh. Gosh, now I got a brain fart. Um, Sonny Ono. Yeah, Sonny Ono. Sonny Ono. How's yeah. that coming along? 
Well, I've talked to him a little bit. You know, I told him, you know, basically told him to get his butt in shape because <laughs> I don't want to have when we spar. But he goes, you know, no problem. He, he's all excited. He says, maybe I'll get Eric Bischoff to come again and do that. So, you know, it's going to be, again, like an exhibition fight. It's more not the show I could fight. Because if I really wanted to do this, I would have a real fight, you know, right. and I'm back in a real fight. And Joe Corley, who's the head of the PKA, the Professional Karate Association, which I was the champion. In fact, uh, there was a video of, uh, Tracy put a video of me uh, coming out of the thing on Monday, you know, with a, the doctor saying I was great. Joe Corley wrote, okay, when should I get the fight set up? <laughs> you know, because he knows me. He knows that nice. I'm going to make that. You know, whether I want to fight for real or not, it depends, you know, on the money where I'd rather, you know, you do a set, you do a, a, an exhibition fight, you can do it for a charity and, and make that plus, you know, you can make it look a little better. I learned you want to put on a show more, you know, when you're doing right. the comeback, you know, where if it's a real fight, I got to really try to knock the guy out. because so he's going to try to knock me out, which I don't care. You know, I'd rather have a real fight. And I already was told if you decide to fight for a real, give me an automatic title fight. Wow. Well, let me let me know because I want to be there at ringside. Yeah, I think we're gonna have it in Vegas because we uh, were talking to the Heart Attack Grill. Nice. They're, inter- they're interested, but you know, again, I'm I'm not setting anything in stone yet until I see how I feel once I start sparring and doing the other stuff. Everything's going great so far, but you know, I gotta still remember I only had it done seven months ago. I feel like. It's been years since I've had it done, you know, but that's just the way I am. You know, seven months is nothing. You know, they went like this. Most people, when they do seven months, they just start to work out. You started working out before you left the hospital. <laughs> I remember I seen, I seen those pictures that were post with you in the, in the hospital room doing your workout. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I would have doctors come in. And just say, you know, I go, you know, because I have a 30-man uh, heart specialist team that did my whole heart transplant. Wow. And they would come. I couldn't remember any of them. I had some doctors come in that weren't even on the heart transplant team. And I go, uh, and you are? And he goes, no, I just came here because I heard you had a heart transplant. You had a bike, uh, stationary bike in here and gloves and uh, weights. I wanted to see for myself because I've never seen anybody in intensive care have this stuff. Wow. 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 The problem with that, the only thing was they said, Dan, we can't use you as a, a guide. You know, we, we can tell people, look, this is when somebody's in shape and they had a, you know, a rip. <laughs> you know, you're, you're embarrassing all the other health, you know, heart patients. You know, so when I walked around the, uh, the floor, you know, to get exercise, cause that's what they make you do at first. I saw people that had a heart transplant like two weeks before I did. They were still laying in bed like they were dying. Wow. And here I am, days after, walking around, riding a bike, you know, going there. You know, the hardest part for me is all the pills I have to take. You know, I'm I on bet. like 70 pills a day, you know, most of them being anti-rejection. They've taken me off on nine of them so far because they said he doesn't need them. The only thing I'm going to need in about a year is just my anti-rejection because I have to take them for the rest of my life. Oh, okay. You know? Well, I th- they said I it's think not my should... home. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, they said it's not my heart. So, you know, you got to take these anti-rejection things. He goes, we don't really even know if you need it, but we can't take that chance. I'm like, fine with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a new sitcom series in the making. The Six Million Dollar <laughs> Man with Dan the Bionic Man it, Magnus. Yeah. Six Million Dollar Man with Dan Magnus lives with Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. There. <laughs> so she is, she is Nurse Ratchet to me. She does all my medicine. She does all the pills for a week for me. And I don't, I honestly, we have to get a notebook. She's going away for a week uh, with her daughters on some uh, cruise thing. Uh And she's going to make medicines. She's going to make all my medicines, you know, before she leaves. But I'm getting a notebook so she can write it down in case I ever have to do this myself. Because I have no idea where, I just take them. I have no idea what I'm doing. You could ask Oxy, what's this pill? And she'll tell you like she's a doctor. She'll tell you what the (laughs) pill. What it'll do, where it comes from, what it does, everything. You know, Roxy knows my pills better than the doctors know my pills. Me, I just take, I just take. Wow! And she is ratchet. That is awesome. Hey, I got a couple. I got a couple. Hey, e- I got a couple hey, emails. Oh, what's that? Say hello to Nurse Ratchet. She just walked in. Hi, hi. Nurse Ratchet. Oh shit! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Nurse Ratchet. Uh, yeah. And a little bit, in a, a little bit, we all have to sing "Happy Birthday" to that someone special. Her birthday's today. Oh, is it today or is it? I thought it was. Well, this show's gonna drop on Saturday, so. Okay. Oh. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll sing "Happy Birthday." Yeah. So we're doing it today, but actually today is Saturday. That's in today the, is. Yeah. Hmm? Today's Saturday. <laughs> It's Thursday, but it's Saturday. How's that? Okay, that, that sounds good. I got it. We'll go I in a time. It. We'll go in a time machine, and we'll sing "Happy Birthday." <laughs> but did you see uh, when I did my daughter's birthday, and I did that candle that goes on the cake, and it it's like a flower? Oh yeah. Uh huh. That that's. Yeah. Are you gonna do that? Uh, well, no, that was after four shots of tequila. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh my god! Well, hey, do you guys, you guys want to sing "Happy Birthday" right now? Since you're already on the phone, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, okay. hold on. We got to go in the time machine. It's Thursday, but it's Saturday. Okay. All right, you guys ready? There's gonna be a little introduction. I'm gonna play the music right now. Is Dan there too? Yeah, he's there. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Happy day. Oh, okay, we'll start over. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Boom. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I can't hear you. Happy birthday, Happy dear Sonny. Sonny. Happy birthday Happy to birthday. you. And many more. It's kind of hard when you're on Bluetooth and I, we probably not sync, but I'm sure she got the picture. Um, she'll get the picture. Unless you want to sing it. it again. Uh, because it's my favorite song to sing. Okay, you know? here we go. <laughs> Here we go. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sonny. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Or how about if we do it like this? Happy birthday to you. And Dan do that. Ready, Dan? Come on, we can do Marilyn Monroe style. Happy birthday. That totally that sounds creepy. Go <laughs> <Do you laughs> after <laughs> and oh, lock up. That was fun. <laughs> you can sing it again if you want. I can, but uh, I thought you want to do a great. solo. You want to do a solo? Here we go. I can do. It. Okay. Let's do. Happy birthday to you. Hope you enjoy the sunny birthday. Dear Sunny, welcome. Happy birthday to you from Roxy. It, it sounded choppy. It was a bad connection. But you can oh. always do it again. I love hearing you sing. Oh, God. I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> well, but Dan, Dan could do a solo. Oh, sure. Here, Dan. Do a solo. Do it a cappella. Yeah. You can do it a cappella. Uh, great. All right. Come on, Dan. You're okay. Come ready? on, Dan. He's there. He's right. doing it. Happy birthday. No, you're gonna, no, he's not doing the music. He's going to do it a you... cappella. I'll do it a cappella. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sonny. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go again, Roxy? No. Okay. <laughs> I was just seeing how much I could push it, see how many times you do it. Yeah. Now, now it's just a, it's a thing with you. I think yeah. you like that. You can only push her so far. Yeah. I learned, I learned that. Well, hey. I could try because I'm like thousands of miles away. So. And Glow, I was known from what I heard as the no girl. So you just got my no. <laughs> okay. Darn it. Darn it. No. Sorry, Sonny. I try to make her do it again. Yeah, I'll, I'll sing it to her over the phone, especially, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I got a couple. Hey, Dan, I got a couple emails if you want to answer. Someone sent them in for you. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right, that was courtesy of Gary the Conqueror, a.k.a. Gary the Retard. Uh, love you, brother. <laughs> you, you know, he, from Howard Stern, Gary. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yep, he did that soundbite for me. So if he's listening, <laughs> love you, brother. Miss you. Um, okay, right here. This is from Jesus Walker, and it says, Dan... Oh, okay. Here it is. It says, Dan, have you ever worked with either Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee? I never worked with Bruce Lee. He died in 1972 and I was like 15. But uh, yeah, I worked with I did uh, 
my 60 round exhibition fight was for Chuck Norris's Kick Drugs Out of America. Oh, where wow. we raised thousand dollars, and uh, the last round was with Chuck. He came to it. Oh, and, really? For uh, all these uh, kickboxing champions, I did sixty two minute rounds, and then uh, the last ten rounds were with professional wrestlers, and then the last round was with Chuck Norris. Nobody knew he was coming to it. Wow! And at first, no, nobody really believed it was him. They thought we got a an imitation guy. <laughs> So they realized it was him. That's awesome. But, uh, he's a great guy. He a uh, great fighter, but really nice guy. You know, he uh, really cares about what he does. You know, he. Uh, it's funny he got into the movies because he was so shy and so courteous and everything. You know, and then he said it worked for him because he didn't have to do much dialogue. The less dialogue he did, the better he looked. Nice, nice. Oh. Um, I got one more email, and it's for both you and Roxy. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. (laughs) This is from Jenny Ocean, and she emailed lyricalspit at gmail.com. And she wants to know, Dan and Roxy, do you guys ever get in arguments? And if so, who who wins? Me. (laughs) I just give up. Yes, arguments every day, but what do you consider argument? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I win. I win every time. Okay. And I don't argue with it. I just go, okay, whatever. I think I think that's a smart move, Dan. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a no win situation. I'm not gonna try to win. <laughs> Hey, Roxy, you want to sing happy birthday one more time? No. Okay. okay. I tried. Sorry, I know, Sonny. I know you were trying. I, know you were trying. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't want to get on your bad side. I, I've seen I've seen you. Luckily, you never got mad at me. I don't want you ever mad at me. Oh, you've seen me mad? No, no, I haven't seen you mad, but I've heard you mad. <laughs> and tell and push. Now, happy birthday is just a very it's a it's a one time thing per year, not a ten time thing per night. So, like, we don't want to overkill it. <laughs> okay. Unless you're like editing all this together, so you can make something really grand. Is that what it is? No, I just. I'm just uh, seeing how Messing far I can push you. I know, I know, and I feel that. I feel it. I, I don't well, feel this. I, in you wanting those happy birthdays, I feel like. I, so I don't feel. <laughs> well, I actually, I th- I'm doing it. See if I can make Sunny crack up. Oh, well, she'll crack up knowing that I said no. Yeah. That's the first time <laughs> you ever said no. So now I'm in the club, I guess. <laughs> you're in the no club yeah no. <laughs> yep well we're running down on time here so how about if you have, guys have any last words or anything else you guys want to shout out um guys go ahead well last words uh not really i think you know we sing happy birthday um 
uh, I had my birthday October 23rd and turned the beautiful number 59. Wait, 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 so wait, I don't know how wait, funny it was. Your is. birthday? Like October 23rd. Yeah, that's why I, I said. Did I send you a happy birthday? I can't remember. You probably did. You probably did. Man, my, my brain's so scrambled right now. If I, I'm going to have to go look back at my messages. And if I did, I apologize. I did privately. That way you know that it gets there because there was, there was so many on, on my timeline and Dan and I kind of laugh about it because we have like a competition. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I think I did text you. I'm almost positive I did, but. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel, I was sweating. I was sweating. Okay. Yeah. But I I didn't want like 10 happy birthdays sung to me from Sunny. I think. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that would be, that would be overkill, but yeah. uh, I'll let Dan say the, his last little words, okay? And okay. thank oh, you, Dave. Oh, oh, real have quick. A- well, we'll have you come back on because I know you got some glow stuff coming up. I've seen those. We do. We seen. Oh, some you like that? Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll save that for something. There's a lot of funny things going on with that. Well, how about if we set we'll set something up right after we get done with the show? We'll talk. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds okay. good. Here's for his last word. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Roxy. What? Yeah. You want to sing happy birthday one more time? <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Okay. I know you all are in the club, Jacqueline. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Before I put up with it once. A year or two or once a month or whatever. I have to do this every day. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's why that's why that's why you made it through that heart transplant living with Roxy. Yeah, that was easier. <laughs> what the heart transplant? She's vicious. She is vicious. Wait. She? Hey, hey, what what one last question. Who's more vicious? Roxy or uh, uh, doctor or uh, nurse hatchet, Rat- a ratchet, 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 uh, Roxy. <laughs> okay, hey, you know, everybody mean, nasty person, you know, that don't take crap from anybody. You are okay, and I might be, but I'm nothing compared to her. I'm not me. I've, I've, met, I've met my match. Can you take your pills? You see what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's. Uh, I do it know. out of love, out of love. Here's the thing with Roxy: she'll be mean if she has to be, you know, right. tough if she has. She can't do it. She'll look at me and go, "Stick him, Dan." <laughs> I'm like her. I'm just like a oh. guard dog that waits. Oh, <laughs> she knows when I get mad. She's just like Dan. Calm down. Because my eyes turn black. And then and she probably like, gets quiet and she, just. She just calms me down, actually. No, that's good. Yeah, the yin to the down. yang. <laughs> You're afraid. Yeah. I do the pills. <laughs> <laughs> she has me. She does the pills. She doesn't roll up. Don't know where I am. <laughs> hey, hey, now you got to be extra nice to her because, you know, so she don't get the pills wrong. I don't even know what I'm taking half the time anyway. Yeah. She could be speaking arsenic for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, any last words, Dan? Any messages? Anything else you want the great listeners to know? Just, you know, like I said, what I'm pushing is just, you know, whatever you do, never give up on your dreams. Never give up on uh, yourself. That's the thing that makes people, you know, when they're sick and all that, they give up. You know, there'll be good days, there'll be bad days, there'll be days where you feel like garbage, but don't give up. Okay. You know, we'll always get better. All right. Well, well, thanks. Everybody, it'd probably be a lot easier. Yes, exactly. Well, you inspire me, Dan, and I love you and Roxy, and, uh, and, um, I'm looking forward to be at ringside for your fight, Dan. I'll be there cheering you on <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe we'll get Roxy to sing happy birthday in Vegas. Yeah, that'll, that'll work out. Mm-hmm. That'll be her. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll all, right. Her. It, all right, guys. Well, thank you. All, all right. right. Thanks. Uh, all right. Thanks guys. Love you guys. And, uh, We'll talk to you later, and happy birthday, Sonny. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. This is They Fall Love, the Butcher Dobashi. Please share, follow, and or subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on most of your major podcast platforms. That way you'll get notifications and you will not miss a single daily spit. I am also ordained, and I can marry you and give you all your blessing needs. Send your booking request to debashibookings at gmail.com. For all the links, go to lyricalspit.com. And I'll talk with you tomorrow with my daily message. My daily spit. Help keep this show free by buying some of our swag of apparel at butcherspit.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and even baby onesies. That's butcherspit.com. Be sure to check out Murky Chronicles. Drops every Friday. Hosted by yours truly, Theifala, the Butcher Dobashi, and Kenny Roberts. With guests stories, news on unexplained and bizarre happenings? You can listen on your favorite podcast platforms or just go to lyricalspit.com for the latest shows and links.